Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, this is Work Party, a podcast for women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we tap experts on topics that matter most to the modern working woman, whether you are running the show or working your side hustle. We're bringing in leading female entrepreneurs to share their stories with you. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Work Party, the podcast. I am Jacqueline Johnson, your hostess here, and today we're talking about finding your tribe and building your business dream team while keeping your creativity in check along the way. Building a career in a business requires an unnerving amount of drive, persistence, and perseverance. It also requires more than yourself. It requires people around you both personally and professionally who can help you along the way, empower you when you're feeling like crap, give you a reality check when you need one, and honestly rip the iPhone from your hand when you need a break. Your community of confidants, mentors, and experts is one of the most important elements in that special sauce that gives your entrepreneurial efforts lifeblood and honestly keeps you sane. In Work Party the Book, we have a whole chapter on building your tribe. My tribe went from large and wide ranging to small, tight, and specific. And this is something that typically tracks as you get older. You start to understand who genuinely cares for you and your interests versus who's just along for the ride. And look, there are some people who will get you to where you need to be, and you might get them to where they need to go, but they might not stay along in your life, and that's okay too. It's okay to outgrow relationships personally and professionally, learn from them, and keep on growing. Building your tribe is a result of serendipitous encounters and many a night out that you wish could have been spent in bed binge-watching Netflix and drinking wine. Amen. It can be a chance meeting that alters or expedites your career trajectory, a bump in with a lifelong bestie, or a thoughtfully planned meeting with a future mentor. Unfortunately, there's no crash course in networking, and if there is, it's probably a pyramid scheme. Going to events is where being an authentic human is your best bet. Chances are everyone you're going to meet is an authentic human too. So in the book, I break down my tribes by the following categories. My rider dies, the people who have nothing to do with your business or side hustle. They are your number one supports, your lifelong wing woman who are always there for you no matter what. You might not live in the same cities, but you're always a drunk FaceTime away from catching up. Your business BFFs. 
Friends that will affect your business, be your peer counsel, and your biggest cheerleaders. Oftentimes, these women are met on the jobs, and you bond in either the break room or the bathroom. They'll be the ones alongside you when you ask for PTO for the first time, and confide in you whether or not to declare a zero or a one on your W-9. Mentors and advisors. The people who have been there and done that. These are women who are influential to you, who will speak to you and guide you on the right path and make that intro you've been dying to get. And your employees. And you'll usually be an employee or have employees along the way. And these are the people who show up to support your vision day in and day out. To break this down even further, we're bringing in the expert, the lovely Allie Love, the TV host, model, creative director, producer, writer, fitness dance guru, the boss behind Love Squad, to break down how to create a supportive community around you. Welcome, Allie. Allie, you've created a career for yourself that exudes love and community, both online and in person through real events. Today, we're talking about finding your tribe, and Love Squad is just that, a tribe built to unite women, help each other push their limits, improve their habits, and and finish everything we love. Tell us a little bit about how you started Love Squad. So I created Love Squad as a website for like fun, digestible information that women can go to um, to find out about, you know, fitness, about basically just how to boss up. And from there, it ended up being this bigger, larger community beyond myself that was coming to the website, following me on Instagram, and wanting more, wanting me to elaborate more on this information. So I figured, why not leverage what I'm really good at? And I'm really good in person and speaking to people, and I love being social. So from there, I kind of birthed a Love Squad event. And I was like, I'm just gonna bring everyone out to answer all their questions in person, um, bring them out to a space where they can connect with one another and really see the community and who we, what we look like and how we're so diverse. And it was a year ago almost now that the events part of Love Squad was created. And I think that's the true essence of who we are in that tier of good, better, best. Our best is basically coming out together, um, creating a, the community in a sense of diversity. So we promote diversity within race and culture. So making sure that there's a safe space for women and men to come out and have those conversations about how women are affected about around the world today and what's going on in the world, but in a space where you can see someone that always looks different than you um, and experience stories and events that are quite different than something that you would experience in your normal everyday life. So one of the things that I think is very difficult for people to know is when they've surrounded themselves with good people. Like, How do you know the people around you are good for your life and your business? So this, the way you know that people are good is that they'll tell you no. And I say this in all honesty, is that you have to have someone around you. And that's why it's so important that people think differently than you, is when you do come up with an idea or you have um, an issue and you need someone to help you resolve and find a solution, you need someone to say, hey, no, you were wrong. Or, hey, no, that is not the right way to do something. Because the only thing we do know as individuals is what we know. And we don't know what we don't know. And we often hear that as well. But you need someone to say, hey, you didn't think this through or here's a different perspective here's what this person might be going through and so you need someone in your community in your group in your squad to add perspective and to add a perspective that is quite different than yours and that's how you know you kind of got a good you kind of got a good group around you because having everyone that just says yes oh my god that's so pretty so lovely that's a beautiful outfit you're doing great it just kind of like sets yourself up for failure at the end of the day you need someone that's going to tell you you're wrong they're going to use the word no they're going to say here's a better way to do this here's something you didn't think about and that's going to push you to grow and to continue to be creative and to cultivate that space that you need and that you want where you're able to thrive. 
I love that. And I think the same can be said for employees. Like I know at Create and Cultivate, like I love hiring women that have completely different stories than me, completely different ages, completely different everything because I, you know, I'm always like, is this cool? <laughs> like, I don't know. And they're like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So I always say like, and this is something I actually learned from you when we were having a conversation of like hiring for our, our um, company is like, Firing is really difficult, and what you want to do is just hire really well so you don't ever have to fire. But one of the things of like taking it a step further is I always try to hire someone to tell me what to do. I own the company, I'm the founder. At the end of the day, I may be their quote unquote boss or manager, but I want someone, I want to hire someone or surround myself with someone who feels comfortable, confident, and creative enough to tell me what to do. So I'm not always basically giving orders and creating mini me's, you know? That's not what's Cool. Totally. And I think honestly, sometimes employees, especially, I mean, this is probably true for junior people, they don't feel confident enough to say that. And I think, look, like sometimes it's not the right, it doesn't work and that's okay too. And I think you have to approach it in a way, but I love when employees like will be like, Hey, so I know you were thinking we were going to do this, but like, this will actually save us a hundred dollars, cut down on time and blah, blah, blah. If we use this person. And I'm like, amazing. Like, I want to know these things, but sometimes people are just like, I'm just going to do what you say and not think outside the box and just get it done but I think actually the opposite is true it's like we want people to come to us with ideas that are better than ours honestly oh my gosh yeah and also like and not just like on a feeling like you don't want someone to come to you and you're just like hey I feel that this is just a better way it's like no you you have an idea of you know whatever your boss or manager may be saying and you think that it could be done better just go ahead and make sure you have like the proof the proof should be in the pudding of like here is a company or here's you know another Play, another place that we can use, another facility that we can use that's, like you said, a little cheaper. And here's the cost compared to the cost, and here's our savings compared to what we're about to spend. So I do think that there's room to kind of have those innovative ideas and hire people that take the initiative to show you, like, hey, here's what's up. Yeah, you got to be able to back it up for sure. Um, so I love all of the positive vibes we're talking about in Goodwill, but we have to address toxic relationships. What are some of the signs that a relationship is no longer serving you, and how do you know when to cut off a relationship that might be toxic oh so this is really really important when you are creating a career a business building or just doing some like self-care work um, whatever the case may be I think one of the huge identifiers of a relationship or or just a, or, or any kind of like partnership that is toxic is that the person's always taking and you always feel depleted out after being with them. So if you ever are around someone and it's just like a coworker, a friend, a lover, uh, you know, you're just like, I feel drained when I walk away. Like it's just so much every single time. And granted, like there are gonna be some times where yes, your friend needs you to like be that shoulder for her to, or him to cry on and it's gonna be a lot and it's gonna be emotional. But if it's every single time and you feel like you're not getting filled up, your love bucket is not being filled at any point within the relationship, that's the biggest identifier to say, hey, this is not the relationship that I should be a part of that I need to take a step back from and kind of reevaluate what we're doing here because you want relationships where when you have conversations with certain people you're like man I'm re-energized like that was natural caffeine right there like I'm about to go out and kill it I'm about to go out and take over the world or like I got some new ideas this person supports me I didn't even think of these things that's when you can identify it's a great relationship so the same thing is the op goes for true of it being kind of a poor relationship and you're like this is just too much much, too much of my time, too much of my energy, I'm getting nothing in return. So for me, I, when you do kind of find those relationships that are quote unquote toxic, 
toxic, I think the best thing to do is just let that person know like, hey, I'm gonna take some time for myself. I may not be as available in the next few months. I just gotta really work on some things and put my head down. And that is your time to step back. You've allowed that person to know their distance so you're not, they're not texting you all the time, wondering what's going on, wondering if you're mad at them or anything like that. You kind of cleared the air, created space, and you can reevaluate like, is this worth it? And if it's worth it, definitely have the conversation on how you should operate better. But first, think it through, like take some time for yourself and say, what works for me and what do I need from this relationship? And then if you wanna go back to that person um, or that coworker and say, you know what, if this is worth it, but here's some things we need to change, then I think I'm always optimistic, super positive that any relationship can work out for the good. <laughs> I love it. And also, I mean, hashtag love bucket. Uh, like yeah, amazing. Yeah, you gotta be on you gotta be on full running over if anybody love. My God. Oh my God, the love bucket. I love it so much. But I totally agree. And honestly, I've had relationships like you're saying, like I've had relationships that have ended just from toxicity. And I wish I was like as uh, amazing as you are to say, like I need space and time. And I feel like sometimes you just like all your energy's gone, so you just kind of ghost and just disappear. <laughs> but I yeah. think it's important to like be able to kind of like close those loops like you said and just say like hey I'm taking a little break I like can't deal with this right now and this is what I need to do but I also think I've actually had relationships where it's gotten to that point a few years have gone by I've reconnected with that person and actually our friendships like even better and stronger so I think you're right like positivity in the sense that things do come around so unfortunately, um, there's still a lot of women on women hate, uh, which is unfortunate because obviously, as you and I know, when we band together, the more the more we come together, the better off everyone is. And I think, look, there's room for everyone. There, there's healthy competition. I mean, let's just get real. Uh, but when it comes to tearing down other women's businesses or careers so you can get ahead, I mean, that's just such a big no-no for us. What is your advice for dealing with haters, both online and IRL? Haters are actually good people because not only can they be used for fuel in your life, but at the end of the day, if there is someone that you have to encounter every single day, like someone at work and you feel like they're hating on you or a career that you created and you're in a space where someone's hating on you, I think it's actually a great opportunity for you to exercise every principle that you are driving within your business and within yourself. And that is to love that person through, throw light their way. Because at the end of the day, haters don't know much unless they're they're taught more. So you have to be the example. And it's just a different form of love. So they kind of maybe want to be like you or similar to you, or they're upset at the fact that you're able to be so daring and overly confident that it upsets them. So if you can continue to love them through, eventually that hater will kind of, you can let that hater go. They'll no longer occupy, occupy that space within your, within like your mind or in your heart. And you'd actually really stop paying them any attention if that makes any sense no totally makes sense I think it's also like I mean some especially when CNC was first starting I mean I'd read every blog post every review and I, I loved reading all of those things and honestly like a lot of the negative feedback was really important for us in building our business but you know there's been some things that have come out about us that are just like they're just written just to be mean and they, they serve no real credence and it's one of those things where I like tell my team and like you know maybe they'll see it and everyone's reading it and getting upset and I'm just like you know what let's not give it any more energy and let's let it like lie and we don't have to like respond and we don't have to do anything like we can just keep doing the hard work that we're doing and know that we aren't what they say and like just keep our head down and keep working which I feel like is sometimes the best solution because you can spiral so quickly and go down a rabbit hole of like like Instagram you know like it's like you're like knee deep three months later and you're like competition's feet and you're like what am I doing how did I get here and it's not good 
No, I completely agree. And I think it's one of those things too. just like take a step back. Like at the end of the day, having haters means you're doing something right. You have, you're putting stuff out exactly. there and it's just like any artist, people are going to like your work that you created. Some people are not like, some people are going to love it and some people won't even get it. And that means you put something out there that's food for thought for everyone to kind of absorb and receive whether at the end of the day, they decide they don't love it or they do, you know? I love it. So as we've gotten older and wiser, as we all do, has your perspective on relationships and community changed or grown in any way? Yeah, my perspective on relationships and community definitely evolved, I would say, quarterly, because what ends up happening is I always thought like community was one thing. I remember growing up, they're like, oh, your community, the people that live on your neighborhood. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know anybody on my neighborhood. <laughs> So this definitely can't be my community, but it's one of the, it's the same thing when it goes for family within community and relationships is you're able to sift down your inner circle, your outer circle and your network. And I believe those things are completely different things. And as you get older, you realize that somebody who is close to you for whatever reason, sometimes convenience when you're working together, as you move away from that job or, you know, that place of living or that state those relationships kind of fade away and only for a good reason because it's a different season for you and maybe that person wasn't a part of your inner circle. Your inner circle are those people that are going to be ride or die with you that you feel always kind of fuel you up, will always tell you no, will always be that shoulder to cry on. Like they get you and they understand you. And as you continue to get older, you kind of got to sift down that inner circle because the reality is you can't have 15 best friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I know some girls are going to be like, or men are going to be like, no, that's not true. I got 15. But the reality is some of those relationships, just like with your kids, some of those relationships are stronger than others. So yes, you have 15 friends, but only three of them know about your deepest, darkest secrets. Only five of them know, you know, including the three, five know about something that happened with your family, et cetera, et cetera. So you do have to build on the inner circle within relationship and community, and then establish that outer circle, the people that will protect you, that will stand up for you, that you can check in with and invite when you need help. Like, hey, I need everyone to rally around me right now. And they'll stand for you for great reason. And then of course your network. It's just like you can tap into that network and continue to be creative and support one another and ask for help and you know, kind of use each other's resources. So just understanding those three layers is kind of how I evolved in looking at relationship and community over time. I love that. And so as an entrepreneur, I, like similarly, we're both building businesses. We're both creating things. Who are three people you would say an entrepreneur needs in their inner circle? So this one was, I think, the hardest. When you showed the when you sent over the questions, I was just like, three people that I need? Oh, my gosh. So ironically enough, I think in your – and I wouldn't say one of the first things that came to mind, to be quite frank, was – you need a hater. You need someone that doesn't like what you're doing. <laughs> and, and it wasn't like, and then I know the question is more refined of like within your circle. I was just like, you don't need them in your circle, but having someone who doesn't necessarily particularly like what you're doing really, really can really motivate you. Sometimes it can, you can feel stumped, but for the most part, you can use it for fuel. So, but focusing on like within that inner circle, you need, um, you definitely need someone who's gonna, like I said before, someone who's gonna tell you no. Someone who's gonna play the devil's advocate in every situation, not someone who's gonna, be your dream killer, not at all, but someone who's going to give you the real truth and perspective, um, especially if they're expert at something. So someone who's an expert at business or an expert at relationships or an expert at sex or an expert at love, anytime that all of those things affect our careers to some capacity because our relationships affect our careers, like within our careers, there are different things that are going on. So having an expert that'll tell you no, or someone who has some insights really important. Um, I would say two, having a mentor. So your mentor doesn't have to be someone you talk to every day or someone 
that can knows all these rules and all these things. It's someone that you look up to, someone that you can that you trust has your best interests at hand and will, you know, give you some advice because they've been there before. Whether they're just one level above you or created a whole kind of a whole career, a whole they're a mogul or something. It could be to any effect. And three, I think you need someone that you feel comfortable to cry with. <laughs> building, when you are building a business, at some point, you're going to want to give up. You're going to want to cry. And having someone on your team or someone in your inner circle that you feel comfortable and you're like, and they may work with you, work for you or whatever the case may be, but they know what's going on in your life that you're able to call and be like, yo, I just need to cry right now. Like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know. Everything could seem good, but I just feel emotional and can I cry right now? Because being able to get those emotions out will alleviate some of the stress and pressure so you can continue to be creative and think clearly. 100%. And I think it's also like when you're the boss, when you're, you know, supposed to be the leader, it's really hard to let those emotions out. Like it's hard for you to be the emotional one because you have to be the support for everyone around you. So I couldn't agree more is like you need someone to just be yourself, your vulnerable self around. I mean, that person for me is my sister. Poor thing gets like a hundred phone calls a week where I'm just like, ah, like all these things are going wrong. And then it's like you show up at the office and you're like, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're like, I got my cape on still. Like, I can't take it. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. It's so important. But anyway, Allie, you are such a light um, and you're so amazing. And you've been such a supporter of my career. And I love you and what you're doing. So um, I'm so excited that you were able to make time for us. Can you let our listeners know where they can learn more about you and where they can learn more about Love Squad? Of course. Well, before I do that, I want to say thank you to you because you were actually a huge, and I know I, like whenever I'm around you, I keep saying the same thing because it's so important. But when I wanted to give up Love Squad, you were definitely someone who told me when I met up with you and you, you told me to keep doing it. You're like, this, this is a temporary feeling. We need this in the world. So let's keep going. And I felt like you always promote that kind of um, collaboration over competition and the fact that you live live that through and through is is something is a force to be reckoned with so it, it is a privilege it is an honor thank you so much for having me on work party um, but everyone can find out more about Ali Love on my Instagram I'm very much an Instagram person it's Ali Miss Love on Instagram it's A-L-Y-M-I-S-S-L-O-V-E and then Love Squad is A Love Squad Squad, so it's a love squad.com or at a love squad on Instagram. Um, yeah, so be sure to follow it, it will absolutely fill your love bucket. Thank you so much, yes. Allie. <laughs> we like to say behind every great woman there are great women it's the truth obviously i'm going to say that the best place to network and expand your tribe will be at a cnc event it's true but there are many different times when you'll need to be ready to network irl in the real world in the office at a bar wherever so i'm going to bring in teal our marketing coordinator at create and cultivate to give us some of her do's and don'ts on networking take it away teal hey jackie So my favorite tip that we share on the blog is to genuinely be interested in who you're talking to. The me, me, me approach is never really a big hit because, you know, people love to talk about themselves. So when you flex your listening skills, that'll really help you build long and meaningful relationships, which is the whole point. Amen. You can find the full list of do's and don'ts on createandcultivate.com and be sure to hop over to our Facebook group and put those new skills to the test. As always, follow our party at Work Party on social too. Amazing. I was listening to every single word you said. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Thanks, Teal. Season one of Work Party, the podcast, is brought to you by LinkedIn. 
before we introduce you to our special guest, allow us to introduce you to LinkedIn, the world's largest professional network and our partner for season one of Work Party, the podcast. LinkedIn is a community of over 500 million professionals that are ready to help, support, inspire, and push you to achieve your goals. Whatever your definition of success is, there are people on LinkedIn that can help you get there. I am so excited to welcome today's guest, Kristen S., the visionary and boss lady behind Kristen S. Hair, hairstylist to the stars, and social media legend. Wow. <laughs> that is your intro. Wow. So one of the great joys of getting older and growing in your business is seeing your friends glow up alongside you. Kristen and I have been friends for ages. When I started a little thing called Crane Cultivate, she was just starting to talk about her own hair line of products. So cut to seven plus years later, and she has almost constantly sold out line at Target. Hundreds of thousands of fans that follow her every move and more. And I would say my biggest lesson from this is to network horizontally and just be with the women who are sort of growing up alongside you. And look at where we are. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so wild. Do you remember being in the studio just talking about like the ideas of create and cultivate and like it was going to be a long table of people crafting like just, you know what I mean the, the and what it's like blown up to it's wild it's wild Fun. and I just I remember you being like I think I'm gonna like get on Instagram <laughs> and you, I was like I think it's a good idea you and uh, Jessica were my first friends on Instagram that's so funny. follower you number guys, two <laughs> yeah yeah you guys were you guys were leading the way for sure amazing so today's episode is all about surrounding yourself with people who build you up from the people in your day-to-day -day life from your online community to your furry cute as fuck friends Ugh. like george george oh, george can I we all we could have, have him george? here i mean look he's I'm, more of a visual he is more of a, a visual than a vocal he's asset. also a vibe you know yeah he's a vibe um so you've been building your career for um a long time you know you've kind of had all these different iterations and changes along the way but who have been the people in your life that have helped you the most maybe at the beginning and maybe now Man, yeah, it's twofold kind of. Right. Because in the beginning, it was, you know, clients, assistants, coworkers, just sort of people, uh, you know, rooting for you to. And I mean, I don't know if, you know, people know this or not, but I started in the salon only. And so I was just, I was a salon hairdresser every day, six days a week, all the time. So the people that I worked with in the salon really mattered a lot and sort of, you know, gave me a lot of um, encouragement to keep on keeping on and so that led into other things so I would say that was the first part and then now the people I would say that helped me the most are still clients for sure because I mean I think nobody's helped me more than my clients mm -hmm. and then still sort of people who work with me um, that, but that it's a different role now. So there's like, you know, there's a hair assistant situation and there's like a, a hair product assistant situation. And it, so it's all different. And Multifaceted. I guess I shouldn't say it like that, but there's, there's, yeah, different layers now. So I don't just work in the salon. So there's, you know, from people who work with me at my house, I guess I should turn my phone off. That's probably <laughs> them. You're working right now. Yeah, I am. Um, so, you know, there's uh, to, uh, the people that I make products with to, um, you know, uh, I have kind of a, a mentor in my life at this point to just like people who I surround myself with, like yourself and, and my other friends who are kind of, you know, doing their entrepreneurial, uh, mission and, and sort of, you know, supporting each other. And I think that's kind of now my, my go-to for that support. Yeah. 
You are one of the hardest working people I know, truly. You work 24-7. You're always doing something, like, whether it's the product line, whether you're flying out and Do doing... Not, I, I try to, like, not let people Keep know that. that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, just, just kidding. kidding. Uh, I'm joking. No, you, you are. No, and I just don't put it out there that, you know what I mean, like, that I, I work... Like, people who know me know that I'm, like, working 24 hours a day. It's just there's very little sleep. There's very little personal time, but... You know, most people, I think, it looks easy to everyone. I'd like to keep it looking that way. I'm just kidding. No, it, it's, it is really hard, and it's, like, grueling hours, but, you know. Yeah, just... I mean, it's what it it's what it takes, and and I think you're totally right. Like, even my social media, to a fault, is, like, very glamorous. It's, I love, it's you know... all a lie. It's all a lie, and I'm you trying to keep that first. lie going. I'm just kidding. No, I don't care if people know. It's just one of those things where I don't like to put that on other people. Mm, you know, course. I don't... But, but at the same time, now we're moving into a space where people are sharing the harder parts, you know, and it's, I kind of love that. I do too. I, I actually struggle with it yeah. too. I, yeah. I, I don't tend to do that. And now I'm like, okay, I need to like talk about this because it's not yep. easy yeah. and it's not just like the fun, glamorous moments. It's the really tough for moments. Sure. One question I have for you is like, obviously your clients are your biggest advocates. And then obviously you work, your clients are your friends, your employees are your friends. It's just a natural thing when you're working this much. And, and sure. obviously you're working with like a small team and you all become sort of familial. What do you have any rules in place or boundaries you set between oh my god I, my eyes are rolling so hard back in my head I wonder if people can hear it what's a boundary uh, I yeah I mean look you've known me for a long time yeah. and everybody on my team always ends up like family and I kind of I break down that barrier always too soon I've learned from a couple of people who are as I was saying like kind of guiding me and and giving me feedback as I go that that's probably my biggest weakness Mm. is I immediately want to like have people feel comfortable in the space I don't want any uh boundaries there because I'm just like no we're here to have fun this is fun right but there is a healthy line and I have learned that you know especially now this is a different game you know so it's it's we're there's so many people on the team and you kind of you can't you know sort of show favorites or spend extra time or whatever it's just it's a growing business and I have to learn to treat business like a business which I've never done because in the hair world everybody's family totally you know so Mm -hmm. this is a new world for me and I'm learning but it's it's slow but I'm getting there it's so true and I think also when we started our businesses and they were so small and it was like everyone was actually your family truly and then once you start scaling at this level I joked with Hillary Kerr the other day where I was like it was like that moment when my employees like all hung out without me. Like they all went out and got drinks. Oh my god! And I was like, you were so mad. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all cool. Good. I'm not hurt. I'm fine. No. But she's like, it. That's what's supposed to happen. You're the boss. Like, yeah, I know. You know. And I was like, oh, it's yeah. hard to accept. You know, sort of um, um, separating yourself. And it just, I, I, I don't want to do that. I never want to separate myself. I just all want it to feel like one big mushy like love fest. But. Mm-hmm. It's not always like that. And it's also, it, it can get you in trouble, you know? Like, right. Because not everyone has the same respect for that love mush pot as you do. And it's just, <laughs> it, it can it can get a little funny. But um, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm learning as we go. So are you. We I, all are. It's totally a learning. And yeah. so in Work Party, the book, I mm-hmm. open up about uh, how I didn't have a mentor. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. my mentors were people like you, right? Yeah. Like, it's like the people I, I work with and, and we're sort of growing up alongside and, and you know, asking those questions. But so you you shared you do have a mentor now so yeah now not growing up really I had kind of like co-workers and stuff and, and most people I don't mean this in a 
weird way, but most I, I started working when I was 15, so most people were older than me, and they always wanted to offer me an opinion or a sort of guidance Advice. or whatever, because you're a kid, right? So you're just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here to do hair, but... A lot of people want to offer advice, and that's awesome. And you only you only take in so much when you're young. You know, you're not quite listening. Sometimes you just kind of want to get your hands dirty. And it and doesn't do it. always make sense, right? At so, the time. but now I've been lucky enough to kind of, you know, form these friendships with people who are incredible at what they do, and they're doing very big things in the world, and they're sort of guiding me. And and I can, it's almost like a hotline. Like I can like text these friends, even though like some of them they're on the other side of the country. I can text them at, you know, 8 p.m. and be like, oh, I have this thing tomorrow. I'm so like, freaking out. And they'll give me like a whole, it's amazing. But you have to find someone who's down for that. And I'm, I love providing that for other people too. So I'm learning more and more about mentorship for sure. It's almost like you get it when you're at the top sometimes, like, and people are more interested then, how which is unfortunate. We, how did we not seek this out earlier? We're, I think we were just busy doing. <laughs> we were just, yeah, we were just doing the work. Yeah. And I think also it was like, we like the I think at the time too like the women helping women movement wasn't as strong or prevalent as it was now and I think now women are understanding like oh wait 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 like for us to actually grow and gain more power and momentum we actually do need to help each other especially the the women on the way up right so which we were those women now we're the women on like you know the way up but like I always see now I'm like I see versions of myself all the time in my 20s and then I meet at Create and Cultivate and I I'm always like here's every Everything you need to know and I mean right. that was like the impetus to write work party in the first place was there I didn't feel like there was real talk advice out there like the real of issues course. we were facing so well and there yeah there wasn't the information sharing that there is now and that that was even mm-hmm. a possibility it was like a discussion you had to have with a friend you didn't learn that it was available to you on social media or on the internet it was right. just a discussion so now all this information is being shared so quickly that it's awesome to know that you know, my little sister will know she can have a mentor, like, or she'll know that she can, you know, um, empower other women just in, in a bigger way. You have an avid audience fan base for both you, your products, your work, everything. How do you manage that piece of your life and also like the expectations and the level setting with them and, and that whole world? First of all, it's wild that people are, I mean, I've recently come to know how loyal people have been to me in a bigger way because there are people kind of breaking it down from a business perspective that are like, what is the key ingredient here? And it always breaks down to the loyalty of, you know, the people that I engage with on when it was the beauty department and now on social media, um, on like my Instagram or even like on the website or whatever people are so loyal and that's really been the key ingredient to my whole entire career and I just I can't believe it but I can only credit it to realness I can only there it's so simple there's no formula that I'm going to give you and be like oh this is how it happened I literally in in the beginning of the beauty department it was like we were no ads we were no sponsors no nothing we weren't even putting the products on there we were like this is just how you do the hairstyle and then people were like I want to know the product so we would give them the product where can you buy the products? We then give them the link. It's like we build based on what people ask for, right? The same thing has happened with the product line. It's like I collected all this data of what people wanted. They gave me all this feedback for so many years. I mean, like the beauty department started in 2010, 2011. And the, that many years of collecting all this information, I was able to provide exactly what 
that base of people asked for and then grow upon that. And the thing is, like, I didn't, I, I never spent time being like, okay, if I post at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday, like, you know, I was never formulaic about anything. It was just sort of like very natural. It's again, it's just like friends in this melting pot together. And it just sort of served the bigger purpose. I really, truly don't think there's any big secret to it. It's just pure realness, you know? Knowing you, IRL, your social media is, like, such an authentic reflection of who you are as a person, but also the beautiful imagery and graphics. I mean, it's so you. It's not... It doesn't feel like, oh, this is a big brand now. This is whatever. I'm like, that's so Kristen. It's, it's so beautiful. It's we went back and we looked, like, a couple of few years ago. It's, like, the same. It's like, And I'm like, aren't people bored with that? But the whole point is... I wanted it to be a classic, like, forever thing, right? So I don't want to have a timestamp on the, like, style of hair that I do. I want it to be, like, and it's funny because I always thought that. I thought, in five years, I still want this hair to look good. Now I can go back five years on my Instagram and I can see that those were, like, kind of the same hairstyles I'm doing now. So I just really kept that authenticity behind, you know, the, the like, the brand that I presented. And I, I'll still do that moving forward. I want to talk about the product line, too, because it is beautiful. It's amazing. I mean, I see it all over my Instagram in terms of people buying it, using the products. Um, it's been such a runaway success. So tell Ooh. us... Saw that coming. Literally, I was like, my sisters will buy it, my clients maybe. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't have the kind of confidence. And you know, I'm so glad I didn't. I never want to feel like this is going to sell out. Like, this is going to be insane. You know, it's that's so just not for me. So you just do the best thing that you can with all the experience that you've ever had. And you cross your fingers and hope people get it. It's so true. Anytime we launch a crate and cultivate ticket sale, I'm like, no one's going to come. <laughs> I will. It's like my birthday. I'm like, no one's showing up. Where uh, is everyone? <laughs> like, it's, it's it's so scary even now. They're like, all hanging out somewhere without you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's hanging out but me. Full circle. <laughs> Whose book is that? Mindy Kaling? Yes. Like, yes. It was so oh, yeah, good. The best. Um, so real. But so tell me about the process of launching the line. Um, what were some of the challenges and some of the exciting things and all that good stuff? Okay. Well, the biggest challenge to start. Well, so we started with 15 products. The biggest challenge to start was narrowing it down to 15 products. Right. Because there were so many things. If somebody asked you, what do you want to do with this? You have, you know, whatever. How many, how many SKUs do you want to make for whatever is your favorite thing? You have so many ideas in mind, especially doing hair for, at that point I was doing hair for 20 years. So I, I was just like, oh God, 15? Like how do I narrow it down to that? So that was a challenge. I basically narrowed it down, narrowed it down, narrowed it down, and then took all of those things with me to do clients every single, and I was like, if I can do every single person's hair and every hair type with all of these, these will be the right 15, you know? Mm. So that's what I did, and that was that was how I solved kind of that problem. The other, the other biggest challenges are, um, you know, how do you, how, how do you reel it all in, right? You have so many ideas. Like, how do you reel it all in? And luckily, I'm a, I'm a big mood board person, and so I would narrow down narrow down the mood board until we got there. But the, the biggest asset I had with, with that was partnering with inc- an incredible team because Mesa, who's my business partner, they are, I would say, the best of the best when it comes to packaging. I mean, they literally do every package that you love. And so... When we partnered, I felt like I was in the best hands, and they showed me things I didn't even know could exist, like 
matte soft touch pink packaging like what had no idea (laughs) I knew I wanted something soft but this was a whole other level and so that's always what I say and and you know I think it's a common thing to say now that you always want to partner with somebody who's great at what you don't do Mm -hmm. you know so bring in the experts the yin yang thing is is real and it's you know I knew that with the beauty department because like Amy Nadine she did all the things I didn't do she did makeup she knew how to do the financial side of things I'm a disastrous artist mess who does hair you know what I mean (laughs) so it's like you have to have that balance and so the same thing with the product line um they're incredible what they do so that helped me kind of rein that in and and then I would say the other challenge was not letting your nerves get the best of you oh my god I was so scared because there's it's like no pressure right like you just have to sell a product at Target it's not a big deal (laughs) I was shaking in my boots like right before no how how could you not you don't know and we also made the decision not to announce it until the day it was launching never did any like long teaser stuff never did any teaser stuff it was just like guess what boom yeah we just like I was very inspired by lemonade no, but I, was, I was like I was very I wanted to just do it because yeah. I don't like when people lead up to things like for so long it's like when you tell me about it I want to be able to buy it you know so that was kind of my thinking so that was the other challenge was like yeah do you think this is going to be okay this is not how it usually goes in the beauty world you do long lead you do short lead you do all tease, of it tease tease yeah you don't just announce it with one post on Instagram unless you're Beyonce <laughs> boom <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's so funny because I am like the queen of the tea. Like, I love to tease stuff out and build momentum. Yeah, but your your following probably loves that. Yeah, I think we sort of cultivate a following that loves your style of yeah. doing things. Well, and a product is like there's so many variables. Like, it's you have it to build an dates. audience. It doesn't. Yeah, Correct. like you know, you you have a lot on the line with that stuff too. Well, it's like a physical selling thing. tickets is very different. Yeah, than selling products yeah. because it's like the, it's all about scheduling and timing and whatever. So that has to have preparation time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, yeah, if it's a different story. So looking back, what advice would you give your twenty year old self? My twenty year old self. Oh God. Um, I would give my twenty year old self advice I don't know if I would give myself advice I would just say like you're doing fine I don't I really you you, you're fine like I still to this day would make every decision I ever made good bad whatever I learned so much from every decision I ever made some of them were awful that those are the learning experiences I think I probably learned more from my bad decisions than I did from my good ones and that is you can't pay for that kind of knowledge you know it's honestly your it's your business education I wouldn't change a thing and I wouldn't give myself any advice I think going into everything blind was the best thing I could do because I didn't know anything I was just I was willing to do it all because I didn't know better you know I didn't know like you don't have to do that you don't have to do clients for free you don't have to do photo shoots for free no I did it because I was just like I guess maybe this is what you have to do all of the things that I did it, it aligned perfectly, and I wouldn't take any of it back. I love it. So you've worked with some of the biggest names in the business. Um, you're, you're, I have. Yeah, <laughs> you have. Uh, but you've also maintained those relationships for so many years. There's probably a lot of people listening that have clients or client-based businesses. What's your advice yeah. for maintaining client relationships for such a long time? I mean... Well, I guess this would be the only place I would say that I was good at drawing boundaries. Because... 
everyone thinks, you know, from the way that you present things on social media that you and your clients are best friends. Like people for sure think that like me and my clients are as tight as you can be. And we are in the times that we spend together. But we don't spend a ton of personal time together. Sometimes we do. Birthdays, sure. What, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Occasional dinners. No, yeah, of course. Like, I love being around my clients, you know? So so I love to hang out. But I also really try to pay attention to how much time you spend together and what that can do for the relationship. Mm. And I take work very seriously. And I've always taken work very seriously. And so you do have to... I, I had a situation early on in life where or early on in my career where I had a celebrity client and we became too close Mm. and it only took one time of that happening for me to never do it again and it was it was just it was too much it was too much and it was the boundaries were crossed and the respect was gone and it just I never wanted it again and it never happened again you know yeah sometimes it takes those lessons to to make that happen sure and you know what the other thing is too is like make sure you're always working with people who are respectful of you and vice versa that's the other thing like the people I work with would never be like that they just wouldn't and and you you are a magnet to a certain type of person and I turned that off you know I kind of turned off like attracting people who were would potentially get very disrespectful or a little crazy or whatever cross the line yeah. yeah and and you know I was seeking normal, happy, cool people, you know? And and that was what I feel like I collected with clients was... Yeah, and I think that's also a lesson learned, right? Like, I think, you know, we talk a lot about building your tribe, and I say, like, in my early 20s, like, my circle, both personally and professionally, was, like, really big, right? Like, I had so many people in my life. I could call a million people on any given night. You literally knew everyone. (laughs) I'm... Okay, Let's just pause real quick. Jackie, if I needed anything, I was like, Jackie, do you know somebody who knows somebody who knows it? Always. Oh, Jackie was like the encyclopedia of people in Los Angeles and New York. I've never seen anything like it. You knew everyone. I was networking my face yeah. off. Yeah. Which was great. It, it was, was a it was... talent and it was a skill and I respect it beyond. <laughs> Thank it you. It was incredible. And it burned me the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, like by the time I was 30, I was just like... It's hard because, like, so much happens in your 20s, and it's so important, and it it was so important to my career to do that. It was the only way I could have started the companies I started, but I hit a threshold where I was like, wait a second, I need to take a step back, Mm -hmm. which you know Mm -hmm. all about, but I ended up just kind of bringing in people in my life, and I I still have a giant professional circle that I love, but my personal circle got very small. There's the inner circle, and there's the outer circle, and Mm. it's, it's, but you only learn that with experience. Yep of something burning down or something you know what I mean going up like whatever you have to learn it if no one teaches you if you didn't have a mentor and they didn't say even if they would have said it I doubt you would have done it because you were too strong in that in that um that craft of of networking yeah so I I guess yeah you just you really got to like keep the inner circle and the outer circle separate yeah Yeah, and it's a lesson. I think it is a lesson learned with age. 100%. So what is something you would say you've sacrificed to get your career off the ground and running? Something I've sacrificed? Well, vacations, I suppose. Totally. Um, uh, Yeah, personal time. Personal time. I would say personal time. Uh, There's definitely been, I would say, if anything, I sacrificed, and I think it goes all together, and I'm just getting to the point where I'm really understanding 
I sacrificed my personal well-being, whether it was vacation time, workout time, health in general. You know what I mean? It's just I, I would prioritize anything over working out or going to a doctor. Anything. I literally just that's not fun for me. I want to do only things that are fun. And it's just, and that's how I kept my momentum going. I only wanted to, and that's not realistic, you know? But at the time, I was like, yeah, I can do whatever I want. I'm a freelancer, <laughs> you know? So it just, I think that was a big sacrifice for me, mm. was just self-care, personal time, you know? I got a, I got a sheet mask in once in a while. <laughs> but, well, your skin looks great. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I, you and I are literally the same human. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel the same way, but it, it's exactly right like it's driven by and that's why it's so hard when people are like you really gotta because people say this to me all the time like, like you really gotta slow down like even my business partner in Great Cultivate is always like Isn't it annoying? you gotta chill like you but you also get it but it's annoying yes exactly I'm like I hear you yeah <laughs> but I'm boarding a plane so bye yeah totally totally I'm on a five-stop quick tour yeah yeah Can't but it's it's, ex- it's momentum it's exciting and I think it's it's really about following that because I don't think it happens for everyone so I feel very lucky yeah. And I'm sure you feel the same way that you're like, go where the momentum is. I Momentum is everything. I feel like we could name this episode. It's momentum. now called momentum. AF. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, it's true. I think, um, you know, we, we're, we're bound to sacrifice a lot if you want to get a lot in return. I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. Just the way it is. I agree. Okay, so we're gonna play some like rapid fire oh. questions. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been able to answer a question fast in my life. No, it's it's not a big deal. Okay. So okay, are you up early or a night owl? Oh my god, night owl. You're a total 100%. night owl. I, I would. You couldn't pay me to get up early. <laughs> Stiff drink or strong coffee? Strong coffee for sure. I don't. I, As you I, swallowed a big yeah, gulp of yeah, coffee. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't, I don't really drink, like, not, 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 because I have an allergy to a lot of alcohol, mm-hmm. and so I just, I have coffee all the way, for I, sure. Totally. Uh, full night of sleep or fully charged phone? Fully charged phone. <laughs> 100%. That goes with question number one. I yeah. want to, I want to be up all night, and I want my phone to be charged. Fully charged. Yeah. Um, trust your gut or call in the experts? Mm, trust your gut to know when to call in the experts. Boom. For sure. I mean... I trust my gut, but I know when to raise my hand, you know? Trust my gut, but know when to raise my hand. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work Party, the podcast. If you felt inspired and learned something new, let us know in a review on iTunes and check us out on social at Work Party. For every episode, we have downloadable resources available on workparty.com. So you can put these tips and tools into action for your own business. Thanks again for listening. And as always, work hard, party on.